0: This episode originally dropped on June 10th, 2021. If you want to catch up on the episodes that we've got out now, we're a season ahead. Just go to patreon.com, look up Unethical Podcast. This episode features Celeste Brown of Unethical Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Celeste.
0: Hi, I'm Richard.
1: Hey, I'm Christy. And I'm Tally. We're the hosts of Unethical Podcast. Every episode, we take a humorous dive into a case study that poses an ethical question like, should mentally ill murderers ever be released? No. We discuss what the outcomes of these cases are and what they should be with a unique guest host every episode. Richard needs some more testosterone around here. Nah, I think it's mostly coming from Celeste. Girls are mean. Our podcast is no holds barred, true crime, comedy, adult content, and definitely not for everybody.
0: But like most people, most people aren't like can handle swear words and stuff, right? Am I right about that?
1: No. No. You can subscribe wherever you eat your podcast to listen. Follow us on Instagram where we post our teasers to guess what's coming next. And join us on Facebook to get involved in the conversation. Welcome to Unethical Podcast.
0: RJ, I hope you like spread your wings today and show me what kind of a dastardly comedian you are. I want to see what kind of fucked up shit goes in the back of your brain.
1: (laughs) All right, gentlemen, I've gathered you because you're the best we've got. We've got mysteries that need to be solved, and it's going to take an elite team of private detectives to solve them. RJ. Excellent work blowing the lid off Roswell. Rick, we didn't think you could do it, but you solved the Jean Bonnet case. Richard, put some fucking pants on. Air hearts are climbing up my ass, boys. It's time for your pilot project. Find out what happened to Amelia. An elite team of private detectives. What if balloons are aliens?
2: Maybe that's the key component we're missing.
1: Cover ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up.
0: Amelia Earhart, what do you guys know about Amelia? you guys know anything about Amelia Earhart?
2: I learned everything I know about Amelia Earhart as soon as I opened this Wikipedia page. Well, you're already ahead of me. <laughs> I could send you the
0: link. It's a good thing uh, Celeste brought that one to my attention. I got this. Amelia uh, Earhart was born on July 24th, 1937 in Atchison, Kansas.
2: Yeah, it's Atchison, Kansas. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, her father was a railroad lawyer and her mother came from an affluent family, but she's basically a homemaker. Uh, my first question is, does anybody, can you guys give me any idea what the fuck a railroad lawyer is? This would be in 1937. What would a railroad lawyer be?
2: Um, I feel like it's probably one of the guys that was in the room with Daniel Day-Lewis anytime he was making those speeches and there will be blood.
0: Oh, yeah. He's the guy being like, don't say the, <laughs> don't do the one with the giant straw. It's, it's legal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> probably the one who got him off after murdering Paul Dano.
0: Yeah. yeah. Getz, he probably has no idea or you have an idea. You probably have lawyers.
3: No, I, I feel like a railroad, railroad lawyer has got to be a guy that's, like, negotiating with the landowners that they're trying to cut through.
0: Yeah, okay. I feel like, uh, yes. yeah, I feel like they probably did. That was, yeah, I guess that would be 1937, so there'd be lots of, yeah, that makes the most sense. Someone would be negotiating with the people, the land buyers. I agree with that. Just
2: comes in, flapping his mutton chops, offering 47 cents an acre. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well- <laughs> just 1937 it's not like uh, uh oh
2: all right i was thinking much earlier i guess
3: yeah that's
0: what I, mean. it's-
3: I feel like he offered zero dollars and then just defended the government in court yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they're
2: just like of course we can push this family out and make them starve to death
0: we're rich <laughs> this won't be hard at all dirty 30s are among us boys let's just throw some drugs at them though they won't even notice hell yeah uh so her father was an alcoholic and now I think I know why. Uh, because of this they were never on financial stable ground. Uh, they moved around a lot and she ended up finishing high school in Chicago. And see I have this date wrong here. Amelia Earhart was not born in 1937. 19, 1897 I think it is. Let me look here.
2: Yes, that is what it says on the Wikipedia page here.
0: 1897. Jesus, no wonder that's so it's not the night it's not even the 1900s yet. Okay.
2: Okay. So I was closer to mutton chops than not. You're closer to mutton chops than not. I don't know where. Right.
0: 1937 is a different date. That's when she fucking dies. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh. So anyways, she ended up finishing high school in Chicago in 1916. She went to Ogon's school in Rydell, Pennsylvania. I hope I got that wrong. I don't even care. Ogon's. Uh, But soon dropped out after a trip to her sister's house in Canada for Christmas, they went to Toronto for Christmas. Uh, While she was there, she developed an interest in caring for World War One soldiers, uh, wounded World War One soldiers, sorry. And she volunteered as a nurse's aide for the Red Cross. Uh, She was obsessed with going to the Air Force Base nearby and watching the pilots in action. So you guys really don't know much about Amelia Earhart. Isn't she like a historical icon in your country?
2: Yeah, we, we learn about her in school and stuff. I mean, she's just perpetuate, like the main takeaway. I mean, honestly, th- th- it's the same thing. I Same way I know anything about history is mostly through cartoons.
3: So you guys have watched the Truman Show, right? Yeah. Uh, they basically make him afraid of getting on boats yeah. because his dad was in the yep. accident. Yeah. That's what schools here do with planes so that you stay in your hometown.
0: <laughs> 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 okay. Um, uh, After the war, uh, she went back to college in the pre-med program at Columbia University in New York City. So that one's a little bit more well-known. Although she dropped out again not soon after because her family had been breaking up and getting back together. And uh, her dad was an alcoholic, like I said. They had a lot of turbulent times, but they had actually gotten uh, all back together as a family. Mom and dad, all her sisters and stuff, they're all back in one place in California. And she didn't want to ruin the opportunity to be with her family so she dropped out of school which doesn't make sense to me but cool she did that anyway she went you know what i'm gonna drop fucking columbia and go to california to hang with my alcoholic dad
2: she was pretty good at dropping out of stuff school the sky you name it (laughs) so yeah it doesn't doesn't surprise me
0: i'm actually gonna say she was terrible at dropping out of the sky because she you're about to find out she did a lot of crazy shit while she was up in the air she was actually only did that one thing once uh (laughs) okay it's only once that matters I guess I won't won't hold it against you uh I feel like in the early 1900s it was hard to travel but she was all over the country uh so to me this gives me that an idea that she was kind of an explorer to begin with she was always had that in her so that's cool she was always out and about I I like this lady after reading about her I never really knew much about her being from Canada but after reading about her I, I kind of find she's a she's cool uh she went on her first flight at a long beach air show in 1920 with famed world one, war one pilot frank hawks and after that it was over she was obsessed with flying and when i say she went for a, a flight like she literally got in a cockpit and the guy flew around like it's not like she flew a plane at that time but she definitely got obsessed with it after that it's uh, flying couldn't have been around for too long before that i should have checked when flying was invented it wasn't much before that and uh, her getting to jump in a plane must have been very uh what do you call that? Like a uh, novel for Fucking anyone
2: crazy. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. And In- insane's another way to yeah. put it, uh, but still novel. Right. It wasn't like now where we're like, oh, we have to get on a 10 hour flight. Like if anybody would have been happy to get on a f- plane, probably back then, it's, it's she's fortunate to have actually been doing it. But she was obsessed. Right. Right. Hawks was a world war one veteran flight instructor and stunt pilot who was part of the team who did the first mid air refuel. So that's kind of cool. I didn't even know they did that. And I I was looking at videos of this. They can refuel a plane while it's flying around. That's insane. They just put a big fucking hole. It's pretty wild. It's pretty stupid. So then they were doing that in the thirties, which is cool. Right. Like back in those days. So, uh, but although uh, him, even though he was a famous pilot stuff, he also died in a plane crash in 1938. So Hmm. flying was a lot more dangerous. They didn't have the tools they have now to fly around. Um, Even experienced guy like that fucking died in a plane crash. Uh, She also, she, after this, uh, her flight with that guy, she took flying lessons from the only woman flight instructor in California. His, uh, her name was Nita Snook. Nita Snook. Uh, Sounds like a Jedi name. That's all I'm saying about that. Or like, (laughs) like some sort of Star Wars character. Uh, right. I, I do. I find a fun name. I don't know anybody named Nita. Do you? Um, she uh, worked multiple jobs to pay for her flying lessons. She was mostly living on uh, the inheritance from her mother's rich family.
2: Oh, she was a trust fund baby, was she? Basically, yes. They always get to pursue their dreams. They
0: definitely do. And I keep telling my parents, how come you guys didn't try harder? I could have a trust fund right now and be living not in the fucking middle of nowhere.
2: Thanks, Mom. Yeah, I could have died doing the first thing of something. Could have been an explorer. Yeah,
0: exactly. There's no more explorer. Well, the first... Thing- yeah, nobody does that anymore, right? Like, it's all there after the dude for the rockefeller dude went to uh, new guinea and got eaten i think exploring was over <laughs> fuck that
2: dude let's bring it back let's just bring back exploring
0: yeah the only thing left to explore though really is like this deepest depths of the ocean and james cameron's taking care of that and space and elon musk is all on top of that so
2: fuck that i'm just gonna like go to idaho and and claim that i explored it <laughs> just plant a flake just yeah. walk through all the cornfields yeah exactly just be like i found this
0: yeah i farm this though yeah yeah but i found it like the farmers all mad at you you
2: were you're just one of the native species mr mcelroy or whatever your name is
0: that's mrs don't assume gender anyways
2: yeah. uh... <laughs> a hard farm woman
0: yeah. i have a guy at work he's a 60 year old man and he told me today that uh the only thing good that comes out of Russia is uh, thick. <laughs> you said thick tractor women. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? So if anybody knows what a thick
2: tractor woman is. I have so is, many follow-up questions <laughs> for that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I had lots. <laughs> I, I did not think they were the number one selling item on those websites. It'd be like third or fourth down.
0: There's a lot of good things that came out of Russia too. Come on. <laughs> it's just yeah. the thick tractor ladies. Okay. Sure. All right. A uh, year later uh she bought her first plane it was a Kinner airster she nicknamed the yellow plane the canary isn't that cute flying around a a plane called the canary i think that's so cute in 1922 Earhart set the record for being the first woman to fly solo above 14,000 feet she took the canary out for a rip she went up there she didn't uh, i think she bought that plane in 21 and within a year she's like i'm breaking records i don't give a fuck it's awesome
2: Uh so I don't and I don't mean to backtrack a bit. Yeah, sure. But yeah, right. I, I feel like you you may have intentionally skipped over something. Um what I'm reading here is that uh Miss Anita Snook, who was uh the uh, the woman referenced before for her, her trainer, yeah. right? Uh she in training drove a uh, a Curtis JN4, which and I apologize that you have to you guys have to hear this. I'm okay with it. But it was nicknamed a Canuck. So I I, per- I did not they, purposely. Say they were that. they were they were very prejudiced back then against you folks, and <laughs> and I'm sorry that we've done that to you.
0: You know what? Uh, I think the only time we've ever fought you guys, we beat you. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool if we did enough to you guys. You guys have you can call us Canucks every once in a while.
2: Okay, I don't remember that, so it didn't happen. But
0: whatever. Hey man, that's how America works. Just erase the truth and give out propaganda. Good for you guys. <laughs> rock on yeah. if for the listener he just gave the devil horns to that so i'm happy about that yeah. <laughs> hail satan okay <laughs> uh by 1923 she had her pilot's license so uh she was a fucking badass she didn't even have a license and she still flew and tried to break a bunch of records that's awesome she just was like you know what i don't i don't need you Nita. watch what i can do but <laughs> so she was a criminal too
2: yeah that's what i was gonna okay. say two clues so far right trust fund yeah and a criminal Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah,
0: I don't know if they had that many uh, thick-standing laws about piloting back then. I don't think we... Like, now we've... If they were giving out
3: licenses, there was a fucking law for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are you getting your license for? I don't know, just cuz. Sure. I don't mean, like, I don't think, like, it's like, did you uh, get a parking ticket? Yes. Does that make you a criminal? No. I don't think it was that severe to not fucking fly around. Like, she bought the plane. They didn't even ask her for an ID when she bought the plane. They're like, here, have a plane. You don't need but her license. willingness,
2: her willingness to break the law, is indicative of a criminal nature. Okay,
0: okay, let's paint her as a I, criminal. Listen, I'm, I'm cool not stuff.
3: ever iding a trust fund baby. I don't care what I'm selling them. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get? You want to throw in an extra hundred thousand dollars? Fuck it, you can buy the plane. You want a tank? It's yours.
0: <laughs> I don't care if you're seven. Give her, bud. <laughs> Here's your tank.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I said trust fund baby. All right, I'm not selling to seven year olds. Five and under.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Inheritance was running out because they were not very good with the money. Like a plane was expensive to have and house and all that stuff. She ran out of money quite early uh, and she had to sell the canary actually in 1924. Uh, Flying was not paying her bills. It was just a hobby for her. Um, So for the next couple of years, she did have a day job as a social worker. But during that time, I think that job was just to try and get back up in the air. OK, I don't think she was really into the whole social work thing. I think she it was just money. Oh, f-
2: fucking bitch.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I don't know. I'm sure it was like not uh, intentionally like fuck this social work job. It was more like I can't wait till I can save enough money to go on another flight. You know what I mean?
2: But that's just like that's just such a callous thing to do to just casually be a social worker <laughs> because you'd rather be flying. Like, if I, you're, it, you're making it sound so like it's
0: now. You're making it sound like it's now. It's not like they were giving the women the good jobs back then. They're like, or not that a social worker is a bad job. It's just a woman's job in a historical sense. It's like women are it's nurses. Sweet. Women are social workers. Women are uh housekeep, homekeep, homemakers, or whatever. So wait
2: what do you think it what it entailed then based on your definition it sounds like they just threw a stack of blank papers at her just to keep her busy or no something. she i
0: can tell you what she did she went to she was like helping people who were poor like she was going to like the soup kitchen and shit like that she was doing stuff
2: like that okay
0: yeah it's it was what right. they would consider woman's work i'm not even joking there's so much sexism in this it's unreal so it, no wonder she wanted to fucking fly. okay By 1927, she did start to get back into the flying. She joined the American Aeronautical Society's Boston chapter. She invested in the Denison Airport in Massachusetts, and she acted as a sales rep for Kinner Airplanes in the Boston area. So she got into flying or back into flying by trying to sell airplanes because she knew so much about them. She was up and down. selling. she invested whatever money she made into an airport. So that's good. And she also joined a bunch of shit. So that's cool. So, and then she even wrote articles promoting flying in the local newspaper. She quickly began to start to get a local celebrity through the newspaper articles. Uh, just because she was an oddity. A woman talking about flying, it doesn't even make sense. And you'll see why I say that in a second. During this time before television and all that, they had promoters for flights. Uh, and new and exciting flights. Because that's what people needed for entertainment. Was some guy to be like, a girl's going to fly. Uh, (laughs) let's get it in the newspaper guys it's crazy to me Uh, it it would be in the newspaper when someone did some sort of feat of flight like in 1928 in response to the 1927 flight across the Atlantic by Charles Lindbergh these very same promoters wanted to get a woman to fly across the Atlantic okay and who do you think they picked our little celebrity of the day our spunky little hero Amelia Earhart so in April of that year she got a call from uh, Captain Hilton H. Raley asking if uh, she'd like to fly the Atlantic.
2: yes. I fucking love that name.
0: (laughs) Hilton H. (laughs) Raley.
2: That is such a 30s name. That is so sick.
0: Hello, sir. I don't even know how to do a 30s fucking gangster. I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) try. Yeah. So he called her up and he said uh, to see if you'd like to fly the Atlantic. And without a second thought, Amelia said yes. Uh, some people, and this is a hilarious part, when I was reading a bunch of articles on this, some people say she was chosen because of her little bit of celebrity, but she also looked like Charles (laughs) Lindbergh. So they're like, uh, Lindbergh looked good on the front of the paper, on the newspaper, so Amelia will too. (laughs) Like, they're definitely going to love her. Look at how she looks. It's great. I find that funny. You look like a man, so you can fly across the Atlantic.
2: (laughs) I'm going to look up a picture of Charles Lindbergh right now. Yeah, do
0: it. Tell me if is you that,
3: think I- who's that a dig on
2: oh well that is a very feminine looking man
0: sure but i mean it's the if if that's the reason you choose for the first woman to go across the atlantic is because they look like the last one who went across that's fucked up that's some we call that market shit.
3: research i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> they actually do look very similar what the fuck
2: yeah this is a conspiracy in itself okay yeah so like maybe hmm we're pulling threads what left What if and right the entire here.
3: time they were the same person?
0: Oh, well, that would be some sort of wicked because Lindbergh has his own conspiracy that goes later on in his life. For his- you
2: think you think he would want to be Amelia Earhart after that shit? Yeah, exactly. He, brought- <laughs> <laughs> he would have went the opposite <laughs> way. Yeah, I feel like he got confused and fucked up. <laughs> uh,
0: she took the fl- uh, a flight to New York City and met the project coordinators, including publisher George Putnam, and did I say she was going to fly solo? Well, if I did, I didn't mean that. She got on a plane named Friendship uh, in Newfoundland, Ontario, or Canada, and landed in Bury Port, Wales, as a passenger. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Wilmer Stultz and Louise Gordon flew the plane. She just sat there. And the logic of the time uh, was that uh, such a flight was too dangerous for a woman to conduct herself. So they wanted a, someone, a woman to be in a plane that went across the Atlantic, not fly a plane. And people were, ate that shit up because the second she hit the ground, she was an instant international celebrity. Ticker tape parades on the streets of New York City. She even got a trip to the White House to meet then-President Calvin Coolidge. Uh, the media nicknamed her Lady Lindy. Uh, Lindbergh's nickname was Lucky Lynn, so it was a derivative of that. Uh, she was just the lady version of him. It's great. Uh, <laughs> women always used to get the short end of the stick back in those days, still do. So, uh I find that hilarious. She didn't have to fly and she became like famous, like legit famous. She wrote a book about this experience called 20 hours and 40 minutes. And that's how long it took. Uh, that's how long she had to sit. In a- what a shitty title. Yeah, I know it's so, so bad, but Hey man, it's old. It's old a lot. It was followed by an across the U S uh, lecture tour. So she got to go talk about her experience sitting there watching the men work, you know, you did, you did a great job there, Amelia uh you talk about that make sure you get that uh you, this book is riveting Do you, you tell me you sat there were you comfortable the whole time anyways <laughs> it drives me crazy this whole thing i can't believe people would read the newspapers and be astonished that a woman could do such courageous things uh she was so brave for trusting the smart man to bring her over the ocean after that she was offered a job as an associate editor at cosmo magazine uh, so she got fa- like I'm saying, super famous, and she had her own fashion line that was hailed as sleek and perf- purposeful, yet feminine. <laughs> so aerodynamic. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they said shit like that. Aerodynamic and fucking. Wouldn't you want to thrust
2: through the sky with this lady, anyways? Let your vulva soar like Amelia's. <laughs> but don't let it be sore. Vulva. <laughs> Try these
0: bloomers. When you said vulvasaur, it made me think of a weird vagina dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Pussy Pokemon. I choose you. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not with that voice. I, and by, Okay. I just
0: want to say this. I'm not diminishing her. I'm diminishing uh, people from that time period. Uh, I don't get why people hated women so much back then. It makes no sense. So on her, to her defense on this whole thing, she knew she didn't deserve the acclaim. She felt like she was just baggage. Uh, sorry, she felt like she was just like baggage, like a sack of potatoes. Uh, and then she said, maybe someday I'll try it alone. And this is where it all set it off. Because over the next few years, she accomplished many things like flying across North America, entering the women's air derbies, uh, sorry, entering women's air derbies. And she set another record for world altitude at 18,415 uh, 18, feet. So she went even higher than last time. Putnam. Wow. Putnam, her publicist, that guy she met earlier, uh, and her got romantically involved during the time during this time and they got married. She kept her last name for her career. And yes, the stereotype of marrying your publicist has been around for that long. So yeah, she did that. So in 1932, her and Putnam decided to organize a solo flights across the Atlantic for Amelia, like she always promised herself she would do. And on the fifth anniversary of Lucky Lynn's flight across the Atlantic, uh may 20th 1932 she did just that she took off from newfoundland again and landed in a small pasture in londonderry a northern ireland she had to improvise when she was experiencing mechanical failure along the way and she realized she wasn't going to make it to paris like Lindbergh did so she actually almost crashed earlier but she landed in a farmer's field in ireland which is uh she made it she did it she was the first woman to go across the atlantic so bra fucking vo. She also uh, smashed the record of it. She did it in under 15 hours, so she did it five hours faster than when the two men were taking care of it before, so good for her on that one.
2: Wow. Yeah. just their heavy, alcohol-bloated bodies weren't weighing it down. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, They're probably hammered, for sure. They're probably encouraged to drink while flying. Are you crazy? You must be on edge here. Have a drink.
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably the only reason she was able to do this shit is because she was the first sober pilot (laughs) to
0: He almost made me spit take. I was taking a drink when you said that <laughs> <laughs> If I would have covered my fucking yeah. Mac and coffee right now. I probably would have killed myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is that all it takes to be a pilot? It's
0: a drink. I believe it sounds like you didn't need a fucking license. I mean, hell. <laughs> I'm in. a lot of these guys were probably like veterans, right. From world war one. Uh, Cause flying was very young at this time.
2: Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would track. Yeah.
0: Um, then she met, uh, the president, the new president, which was Herbert Hoover, and he gave her some medals. No one really gives a fuck about. I'm not going through them all. Uh, but that's the second president she's met in her lifetime so far. She's in her mid 30s. Uh, wow. She wrote another book, enjoyed her now, earned a fame and decided to smash more records. She's like, you know what? I'm breaking records. Let's break some more. Uh, in 35, 1935, she flew solo from Hawaii to California, which is actually longer than the flight across the Atlantic. Uh, On January 11th, she did uh, that in just under 17 hours or just over 17 hours, sorry. Uh, Later that year, she was the first person to fly solo from LA to Mexico City. So she was killing it, Uh, but she had bigger dreams, guys. She wanted to fly around the world. You can't do this solo. You need a navigator. Uh, The world is a funky place, especially when you don't have the tools you got now. You need someone to actually watch where you're going. They actually had maps and shit. It wasn't like... Uh, computer screen helping you get from point A to point B.
2: Yeah, that that's fucking insane to me. That there's no like Google Maps. Yeah, nothing. to scope out. Just a map. Just to like t- track
3: that shit. Uh, these people are just we're <laughs> looking look at the stars, making guesses.
2: I just I'm familiar with cardinal directions. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot
0: of trigonometry. <laughs> it's a lot of trigonometry and trust in cartographers. Uh, because the map that she actually what did that? take with her, the map she took with her was eight miles off. Uh, that's, I mentioned that later on, but it wasn't even eight.
2: And that's, and that's why I always say you never trust the cartographer.
0: Yeah, they're the worst.
2: Uh, everyone knows <laughs> they're all pedophiles.
0: <laughs> Are we making that claim today? Are we putting that down on paper? Cartographers? That's just, pedophiles? Yeah, that was,
2: that was the, that was the side mystery. I got, I got sidetracked <laughs> with, uh, before i was able to do amelia earhart research wait you got sidetracked in pedophiles or cartographers well one in the same
3: (laughs) i don't
0: know why you distinguish that's the
2: that's yeah that's the conclusion i'm drawing what what, that's maps it's so secretive what are you drawing maps to why isn't it on the internet why can't we know about it i think we all know
0: all right, so you can't, uh, you can't fly around the world solo. You need a navigator. So she got a friend of hers named Fred Noonan as her navigator. And on June 1st, 1937, they set off to the uh, on the 47,000 kilometer journey. I don't know what that is in miles, guys. I'm Canadian, so it's kilometers. Good, welcome. They departed in Miami and by June 29th, they had already made various refueling stops before reaching Leigh, New Guinea on uh, that day. A couple hours later, or a couple hours, Jesus. A couple days later, on July second, they headed for Holland Island, which is about 4,200 kilometers away from uh, the Lay, New Guinea. Uh, Holland Island is hard to locate because it's so small, and it's ex- it was uh, so it was expected to be a hard flight. To help, uh, Amelia actually asked the U.S. to see if they could park some boats nearby as a guide for her. So she got two U.S. Coast Guard ships.
3: Oh yeah! Hey guys, I'm flying. I'm not quite sure if I'm gonna find this place. You want to just park a bunch of fucking boats outside, so I know which which island to pull up at? Yeah. just casually.
0: Yeah, th- she was a celebrity. She had a little bit of pull. She met the president at this time, right? She was a uh, she was well worldwide well known name. She's flying around the world. This was big news. And if the U.S. can make themselves live better in any way, I'm sure if they had a ship in the area, they would. Why not? We're around here anyway. Uh, and they did, man. They parked one out. They actually did it. I don't know, I. I couldn't call up the president and be like, hey, man, I want to fly around the world. Can you park a boat for me? But I guess when you got the juice, fucking Amelia does. That sounds like some Kennedy family bullshit. Like, hey, (laughs) I don't really want to
3: drive through the traffic. You mind just shutting down the city so I can get to the White House?
0: What the fuck?
2: Oh, fuck.
0: Well, they did it anyway. Hell yeah. Uh, So where was that? She was in radio contact with the U.S. Coast Guard ship, the Itasca. I hope I get all these wrong. Later in the flight, she radioed uh, to the Atasca that she was running out of fuel. And about an hour later, she radioed that we are running north and south. That was the last thing I ever heard from her for the flight. And uh, running north and south, I was like, what the fuck does that mean now?
2: Yeah, that sounds like that's your problem. Your shit's splitting in two. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. OK, I'm
3: stuck on this fucking ship thing. OK, right. let's it was it. a U.S. Coast Guard ship. How where yeah. the fuck did it come from in the in the Middle of the pacific ocean they brought it all the way over
0: yeah what the fuck this is america man don't they have like uh bases everywhere around the world not with coast guard ships why would why would the u.s
3: coast guard be helping over in the fucking pacific ocean it would be like a naval ship
2: yeah i always thought they guarded the coast i can tell you're american
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is also 1937 like ask your grandpa what they did back then i don't fucking know uh, pal <laughs> you have no idea how old my grandpa is <laughs> he's from the 80s probably okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> like 65 considering i pulled i picked you guys up from daycare this morning okay yeah <laughs> either way it was a coast guard ship i don't know man i like i said it was a famous ship maybe they shipped it they uh sh- drove up there to meet her there. Like maybe they specifically did that to help her out because it was just so famous of a thing or so, what do you call it? Like uh, notorious of a thing that was going on at the time. I don't know. I, they just helped her out, man. They did it.
2: No, that's good. And then she probably called them up or whatever, you know, and was like, Hey, you know, can you, can you do this? And they were like, uh, sure, I guess why she's like, well, you know, I mean I'm going off a map and, you know, a cartographer made it and they were like, Oh, okay. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing the ships. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't don't. Was don't there a no cartography
3: order. school that didn't let you in? Like, are we gonna have to worry about some other <laughs> level event here?
0: Yeah, are you are you all soured up because you fucking flunked out of cartography school?
2: Uh, look look i did not flunk out okay <laughs> it was rigged
0: i chose to
2: leave i chose yeah <laughs> i i couldn't stand what i uncovered there and all of a sudden <laughs> maps are supposed to be round what the fuck yeah
0: <laughs> oh they're trying to tell me the green part isn't the ocean get the fuck out of here
3: uh, yeah <laughs> well apparently amelia thought the same thing add
0: up yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, her last couple... Okay, I, maybe I should talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> the plane going down? Should you, open, you should open with that. Oh, God. She... Okay, so that last little bit, she uh, when she left Lao or whatever to fly there, the I guess the Coast Guard had left... Uh, I don't understand radio equipment from back then. So they kind of left on one of the frequencies, like the higher frequency radio, and it ran out of batteries. Okay, the fucking Coast Guard people. So she refused to do... Morse code, and she refused to go in the lower band frequencies. I don't understand why, or she didn't understand too, because that wasn't the plan. But she was trying to get a hold of them for a long time, and the, the whole time, the Ithaca or whatever is trying to contact her, telling her like, "Go into Morse code, we can read you better." And, and she wasn't answering. She only answered that one thing. That's why this is so mysterious. She said she was running out of fuel. We can't contact. We can't understand what you're saying, Ithaca or whatever. We don't hear you, but we're running out of fuel. We're running north and south. That's all they really got, and she couldn't really understand them. So it's uh, running north and south. If you, this is a, this is where it gets weird for me, and I kind of I understand it by like photos and stuff. But running north and south isn't that means they're kind of running on a north and south uh, on the map, but it's not really north and south. They follow where because the sun and the earth. Okay, this is going to get real basic, but it has to be explained. The earth goes around the sun. We get this, right? So it's not Mm -hmm. on a perfect east-west side of the earth. It's kind of on a north or where, depending on what day of the year or where you're at. So the sun, when it comes around, when it's twisting and the fucking sun's starting to like poke its head around parts of the earth, it makes a line where the shadowy side of the earth is and the bright side of the earth. When she was saying she was running up and down, they were looking at like where the shadow divides the fucking or the light divides the shadow between night and day. And they they could figure out where they were on a map because of that. And they gave like specific coordinates and they were trying to say, hey, I don't know where the fuck you guys are, but we're running along the line that the sun because it was like at seven in the morning or whatever. So look for
2: us there there's more north or south
0: it's northeast southwest like it's not fully north right
2: so when, but when she said we're running north and south she didn't really know which and it was like an and or
0: she knew she was running uh uh yes it's uh, it's along that line you guys have to look along okay. this north south line so gotcha by the way she was saying like she was saying like ping her locations she was saying a whole bunch of shit that they couldn't Respond to her. Fully. Ping her
2: location. Did they? Did they do it? Did she? Did she no, get they a didn't know message where, they, on her iPhone? No.
3: <sighs> so I the only one that was imagining Richard's head was the Earth and like his hand was like a <laughs> line
2: <laughs> as he was describing <laughs> it? Because all his I've been looking, There shadow. you go. We can
0: see <laughs> it right there. Look, the line, <laughs> the north-south line. All right.
2: Oh damn. So are we ready to theorize? Because I think I got this one. Well,
0: I'm gonna go through all the theories, and you guys can tell me which one. All right. There's five of them.
2: Please, please. All right. So she went down there. Uh, All
0: right. So what happened? There's five major theories. So theory one's crash and sink. Okay. Uh, The plane's believed to have gone down uh, 160 kilometers from Howland Island, uh, the tiny island. That was her destination. Franklin D. Roosevelt, who is now the president or at that time, uh, put on a massive two week search for Earhart and noonan but by july 19th 1937 the search was called off so two weeks they searched they spent two million dollars of that time money to go did look they for.
3: send more coast
0: guard ships out
3: there or just use the ones they already had
0: after the two weeks they're declared both lost at sea several expeditions have been sent to this area with no avail uh with no avail up until recently even so they've gone in 2002 2006 and 2017 not to coast. It's a deep-sea uh, deep exploration company, has searched the ocean near where they uh, were said to have went down. No elytra, that was the plane, the, no plane found. Uh, they dragged the ocean, they've done high-tech sonar, deep-sea robots, and they've uh, they've went to down to the bottom of the ocean. Nothing, okay, around that area. They can't find jack squat. Uh, Dan Forth, Pewter CEO, Brian Knepper, and Amelia's great-nephew, so this is Amelia's family that's still alive to this day. Uh, he was born a couple of years after the disappearance. Uh, he says that he and his family believe that it was just crash and burn. So that's where they are with the theory. Okay. So that's theory. one. And has
3: anyone called in James Cameron to check it out? Because I know this he's is, in the process of. We're coming. about to, we're about to get to that. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> <It'll> <laughs> I was joking, st- but I, now I'm interested.
0: Yeah, no, uh, not exactly James Cameron, but we'll see. So theory number two is Gardner Island castaways. So there's an island that's close by to the uh, Holland Island. Uh, The theory is that one or both of Noonan and Earhart survived as castaways on that other secondary island called Garner Island. It's 350 miles away from their destination. I did that for you guys. Uh, The theory goes that uh, that they got lost and crashed near the island after losing fuel. The island was uninhabited at the time. But yet during expeditions to the islands over the years afterwards there's been many artifacts and anecdotal evidence that people have survived there. Uh, In 1940, three years after the expedition, uh, an expedition to the island found 13 human bones. A physician mislabeled them as male bones. Uh, After re-examining the bones, the years later with better forensic uh, technology and knowledge of humans has been expanding, Uh, this time comparing them to the size of Earhart, they were determined to have been more likely women's bones Uh, Some researchers say the bones were Earhart's bones. Uh, They're 100% on it, uh, or at least more likely to have been. But big surprise, the bones have gone missing, so no further testing can be done minus just using medical records. So they can't do the DNA testing or fuck all. Amelia, the bones they found in 1940 are gone. They don't know where they went. So that's fun. All right. Uh, On the island, they also found a piece of plexiglass that looks like it could have belonged to the plane that they were flying. Uh, it's the same size, but it's kind of damaged and stuff, so they can't be 100% sure. Uh, a woman's shoe from the 30s, a cosmetic jar from the 30s, uh, some improvised tools were also found. Uh, so they found some stuff on an uninhabited island from the same time period.
2: Ain't, ain't Amelia Earhart. There's no way that lady wore makeup. I have seen the pictures. <laughs> You've seen the same ones I have.
0: <laughs> they sent cadaver dogs out to the island in 2018, uh, but the, the cadaver dogs didn't find any evidence of human remains at all. <coughs> And I looked this up, I'm like, can dogs even find 80-year-old bones? They fucking can. That's crazy to me. They can If they can find anything. Uh, so, But they found no, any, no evidence at all. Uh, and if there was only 13 human bones found, that would leave another 193 to find. Right? Because there's 206 bones in the human body. So if the dogs were going to find anything, they should have. As recently as 2019, Robert Ballard, the ocean explorer known for locating the wreck of the Titanic, led the team to find Earhart's plane. Uh, biggest theory with this, wow. uh, yeah. So they brought the guy who found the Titanic's wreck to go. So it's not James Cameron. I mean,
2: not, not, not for nothing. But Titanic was probably a smidge larger than Amelia Earhart's plane. Oh, so. for
0: sure, for sure. Uh, but this was two years ago. Yeah. It's not like like they attacked, right? The it's Titanic like didn't no.
3: didn't get the Coast Guard to park by, by an island or an iceberg for them, so that they didn't hit yeah. it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true too.
3: Wait, okay. What thirteen bones were they? Like all from one part of the bo- the body, or like a mixture? One, no
0: there i could tell you i had them written down i should have kept it what well, like was it like
3: somebody lost a fucking leg or something and it's like the-
2: they were they, they were all her fingers all 13 of her fingers
0: one was a finger for sure uh they had like a femur they had like they had a bunch of bones they had like big bones too they didn't have skull or anything they didn't have like pelvis anything big they had lots of bones so they had 13 i could pull it up i just gotta pull it right, just give me a second I was reading them off when I was reading this out loud. I'm like, this sounds, this is just me reading off a list of bones this is stupid. Uh- <laughs> so I was just like, I'll just say 13 bones, but no, obviously since I erase it, fuckhead wants to know.
3: And I need to know, I need to know what bones like, was it like you just go down to your local bone shop and you just, you know, grab a handful of whatever <laughs> and you just throw them out there. Or is it like, you know, she lost an arm and some of her fingers. Oh, God, you're making me lose my spot. I'm
0: not telling you what bones. they are fucking 13 bones. I'll tell you after. (laughs) I'll look them up after. You need to know what bones specifically. They lost the
3: bones anyway. I'll I'll, I'll find it myself.
0: I'm I'm, I'm quite good at finding bones online.
2: Thank you. They're losing my... It's his hobby. He's super into boning, man. I'm going to lose my goddamn
0: place. The biggest problem with this theory is that Navy pilots searched this location in 1937 during that two-week search, and they found nothing. So figure if they were looking the first two weeks and they were actually stranded on an island you would have actually noticed the plane or something to that extent uh, when you're flying low over top of these islands so that's why most people discount it as a theory plus uh the cadaver dogs went and plus the guy now so there's a lot it could be i'm uh, it could be that one who knows it could be that they were castaways it seems like fun there's no water there there's no animals so they would have died quite quickly from uh not having anything to drink they would have to rely on fucking rainwater and shit. So. Uh, it's kind of a sad way to die. I hope it's not that one. They just die of fucking thirst.
2: Yeah, that would be funny with a Coast Guard boat like on the other side of the island. <laughs> it's just on I the mean, other side. I mean, one of the thing. bones
3: was was a part of the skull. So whoever this was, was definitely dead. <laughs> it wasn't just like you lost some bones. <laughs> <laughs> in case any in case any of the listeners were confused as to whether it was someone's dead remains <laughs> or someone just lost some bones <laughs> on this island it, they were definitely dead
0: <laughs> well unless they were getting some sort of like brain surgery and the person didn't replace the piece of uh brain and they just kept it uh some weird doctor who like chunks of oh skull, damn you know
2: or if they were had to had to eat themselves to survive, that would be fucking metal. They like cut off a yeah. finger like
0: I'm not doing it. Noonan, I'm going to eat your fucking pinky finger. Oh, God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. I, I wouldn't I can't imagine dying on an island like that. Well, so we guys got the two theories so far. We're going to discuss these after when I go through them all. So crash and burn. OK. Castaways.
2: Right. right crash right. And Burn
0: castaways. OK. Uh, yeah. Third major theory is that uh, they were Japanese prisoners. Some people say that they Er, Earhart and Noonan were captured and executed by the Japanese, or executed or captured, one of the two, and or captured. Uh, In 2017, investigators found a photo in the National Archives that looks like it depicts Earhart and Noonan days after the crash in Japanese custody. If you look up the photo, it does look like uh, Amelia Earhart. It does look like some other guy is like standing there. It doesn't necessarily need to be Noonan. But she, in the photo, is sitting down and kind of looking back, and she has kind of the same haircut. She looks disheveled. She's definitely not a Japanese person. So it could be it looks like her. It could be. Hmm. Also, they also say it was believed that she may have been Tokyo Rose. Uh, Tokyo Rose was an English-speaking female broadcaster who transmitted missions uh, messages to the Allies during World War II. Uh, This theory was popular for a while until her husband listened to the recordings and said, that's not my wife. So they assumed Amelia Earhart was caught by the Japanese and she was like sending help to the allies in the forties, which is kind of Mm -hmm. fun. That's a fun one.
3: This woman's this woman spent a good chunk of her life just flying around the world. And this guy's like, yeah, I know exactly what my wife sounds like. I talk to her every day. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was that was one of the notes I wanted to drop. I have all the people in this story. I trust the least it's George Putnam. Yeah, why? uh I don't, I don't know, man. He's just got like (laughs) this height to him that's just very untrustworthy you see the, the wikipedia photo for him
0: oh yeah he's a he's a he's one of those like publicist guys that are just trying to get make money off people so he probably married her just to get money is that what you're trying to tell me right now is that way you don't trust yeah him?
2: i think so i like even in their photo together he just looks like he's like criticizing her or something <laughs> like it's very i bet you if you pull up any photo of any strange. man looking to a
0: woman in the 1930s it's gonna look like he's judging her like why are you not unless it's like serving dinner then they're like thanks honey are, are, that's fair are george putnam
3: and stephen colbert related because they look exactly alike <laughs> that's true i didn't even notice that when i was thinking about maybe they're two.
2: the same person we should give uh our, <laughs> our good friend uh mr colbert a ring see what he knows about this we all have his personal cell phone number right? i do for sure okay for sure right. he keeps ask,
0: keeps asking me to go on the show i'm like nah man you're fucking over you know all right want on it old media get the fuck out of here
2: perfect so <laughs> so we'll just wait for the show to end and then we'll definitely call him yeah i'll give all him right. a ring thing Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, uh Japanese officials uh, deny ever having Earhart in custody. Now that it's the 2020s, like they say, we never actually had it. Uh, but this is late 30s Japan. They still had an emperor. So,
2: I mean, if you if you drop two nuclear bombs on me, I probably would be like us. No, we've never would do anything like yeah. that. <laughs> that, of course, not. Do you want a PlayStation? I mean the. <laughs> The, the nuclear bombs came
3: very much after Amelia Earhart's disappearance, right? Sure. But when
0: well, a did couple they, years, uh,
2: did they deny it immediately?
0: No, they didn't. They never noticed this until 2017. This is a new theory that they oh, found okay. that photo and went, hey, that looks like Amelia Earhart. Well, you can't
3: cop to it now. I mean, we basically gave Japan freedom. They're fucked if they come back. If we find out our prize possession.
2: Was... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not going yeah, like, to. I agree. They're not going to dime themselves out.
0: I agree this could totally be the one because why would Japan what's the benefit for them to say we stole your fucking the best person you had at the time like the most famous celebrity you had at the time The
2: benefit to them saying yeah we did that they want to find out we'll show them.
0: So there's no there's no plus for them to say that. So yeah, and plus, like I said, they had an emperor. How well did they even keep files in the 30s in Japan? Like, if they even knew that they had, or how how archived is your shit? You got nuked.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, they really sucked back then. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Japanese people were so crazy that they took a nuke and said, we're not giving up. And then they took the second nuke and went, you know what? We better give up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's
0: crazy. That's insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like took the second one for them oh, to yeah. go like,
3: whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I feel like pre nuke, you have Amelia as a negotiation
0: chip and they never use that. Yeah. That's on them. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Uh, but here comes the next theory. Then let's get into that. Then theory four: American spy theory hmm so newton and Earhart were spies for roosevelt and this was a way to fake their death that's one of the big theories that's why they sent out the ships that's why they did all the help for her because she was a spy all right okay. uh they lived out the rest of their lives in the u.s under assumed names that's what the big theory is so author uh, wc jameson in his book amelia Earhart beyond the grave said that he interviewed uh the nephew of a high-ranking military official and his informant said that it was common knowledge in the high ranking intelligence community that Earhart was involved in an intelligence gathering operation. So I find this hilarious that like I interviewed my uncle's brother's sister's military friend, who's uh, it's pretty uh, long down the line to put in a book. Like if you're trying to be a credible source, you got to go like get a. anyways. But he's saying that uh, uh, this was common knowledge within the intelligence community that she was actually there. So uh, Joseph Gervais, author of Amelia Lives uh, from the 70s, claims that not only was she captured by the Japanese after the crash, but after World War II, she was repatriated to the U.S. under an assumed name. She was supposedly named Irene Bolum, the banker. So she was a banker. Uh, Irene was also a female pilot in the 40s and in the, sorry, in the 30s and 40s and claimed that she knew Earhart. Uh, biggest problem with this theory is two things. Uh, first, she was a woman in the 1940s. Uh, remember she came famous for taking a plane trip across the uh, Pacific, not flying a plane. I don't think the U.S. was ready for a female spy. You know, I I, I think that they were uh maybe, maybe, m- maybe not someone as such high profile as Amelia Earhart.
2: Yeah, I never got that like trope where it's like the famous person is secretly a spy. Like that's yeah. the most like inconvenient fucking shit in the world. Like. That that whole hiding in plain sight is bullshit.
0: It's not easy to cover up something like that, but no. Uh, what were you gonna well, say, gets?
3: I'm I'm okay. So first off, women were spies. I mean, Virginia Hall is a very famous spy. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. She was. That's just my. She was opinion. in the early CIA, which was the OSS back in the day. So that was been like. But 1940. she she was
2: famous for being a spy then, right? Like after the fact.
3: She wasn't a spy at first. She was a secretary turned spy.
2: Okay, but she wasn't, like, a fucking movie star that, like, went on secret missions.
3: No, but here, here's what I will say. So, um, having a little bit of understanding of the world, um, I, it wouldn't surprise oh, me. Oh, all if right, wow, me. fuck you.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's implication that we don't have any understanding. Sorry.
3: Please tell me. I meant into, like, the government world. My guess is <laughs> it had nothing to do with the high profile of, who she was and everything that she had, um, you know, some sort of cover for action to fly. So like she had a reason to be flying around the world, right? She was this famous person. My guess is she did not, she was not a spy from the jump, but they may have put some sort of things onto her plane. Like as she was flying around to like capture imagery or things like that, which would make sense. I mean, Lockheed Martin was the one that, um, right. Maybe it was just Lockheed at the time designed her, her airplane for this trip they added extra tanks for mileage they could have added other things to it so it really wouldn't surprise me if that's why this all makes sense right why would the japanese go after her why would they capture her why would they imprison her i think it all could possibly point to that
0: okay we'll go i I got more on this uh about the theory here uh and we can we can get into it honestly i i want this one to be the most true one but we'll get into it more um Second, Irene Bolum, uh, the real name, the real Irene, denies being Earhart. So that's the other problem with this theory. (laughs) She actually uh, was pissed. She sued the publisher of the book for uh, $1.5 million in the 70s. The book was pulled, and she received an out-of-court settlement. So there was something to it. Uh, I mean, do we have a
3: picture of this other
0: woman? Does does she look like Charles Lindbergh? She she looks like fucking Amelia. It's fucking crazy, actually. Uh, Find her. You'll see. Uh, Bolum and Earhart also had mutual friends who claimed to have known them both. Cause she was also a pilot in that during that time. So there's a lot of problems with that, but on Bolum's death, Gervais, the, the author guy requested to take fingerprints and photos of Bolum, but was denied fueling theories to come out again. So she wasn't even allowed to fingerprint this lady just to shut him the fuck up. So that all that's going to do is make the conspiracy theorists go even crazier. Right. After I looked at Irene, yeah. I see why people thought it. She looks like Amelia. But in 2006, criminal forensic expert examined the pictures of both Bolum and Earhart and noted enough differences between the two to conclude that they were different people.
2: Yeah, I'm not seeing it.
0: Who hired the Who hired the forensic photographer? Was it the government to cover up? I don't know. Detectives? But I'm a little
3: annoyed that everyone's so focused on Amelia and everyone's just like, "Who the fuck was Fred?" Like no one's looking at for Fred's alter ego out in, out there. You know?
0: Yeah. No, Fred. Uh, I got into a little bit with Fred. Fred was a drunk, actually. And he was I they, one of the theories is that he was hammered. And that's why he fucked up their direction. But I didn't get into it because it didn't have lots. It only had like a little bit of meat on the bone on that. But I find that hilarious, too, that Fred was just drunk. I think it's more likely that he was a drunk, but he was so nervous for this this
3: flight, this worldwide flight that he didn't drink and it fucked him up. Because <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to find the stars in the sky that you need if you're not drunk? It's like yeah, that looks right. You need the confidence <laughs> to be drunk, to be like, yeah, fu- I'll follow <laughs> that star all the way there.
2: Amelia's like, wow, a lot of turbulence. And he's like, yeah, it's the turbulence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what else they got here? No evidence has ever been found that either in uh, Roosevelt's papers or any intelligence files from World War II that she was a spy. So people have gone through the shit. But I mean, like I said, how much shit was just destroyed? Who the fuck knows? Uh, there's been four four books asserting this theory. So it's uh, very compelling for people who want to believe that theory. There's enough to one books, one thing, two books, maybe, but like four starts to get like, is this true? It's kind of fun. And then the last theory, uh, which is a fun one. And, uh, I want to believe that it's aliens. Um, the, the most crazy fucking assholes on the corner of the internet want to tell us it's aliens. It's my favorite aliens will always be my favorite oh, theory right. guys. I'm sorry. I might not be helpful in this, uh, If it's ever aliens comes up as the theory, I'm probably going to end up picking that one because it's the most fun.
2: Yeah. Um, Where'd she hit a fucking weather balloon? Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Weather balloons don't exist. They're the aliens themselves. We already
3: go over this. Okay. Actually, back back to my, she could have been a fucking spy thing. Yeah. You know how you were talking about the radio thing? She refused to go on lower bands. What if that caused interference between some signals they were collecting, like some sort of radio, radio signal gathering?
0: It's perfect. It's great. It, it all fucking makes sense yeah, now. Let's let me go rip through aliens and we'll talk about it. I'm down. Fucking right. Uh, aliens doesn't have much. They just say in that area of the, uh, the Pacific where her noon went down, it's usually a hotbed for alien activity. Even to this day, uh, it's believed that she was captured by aliens and taken off this planet during an abduction. Uh, there's also ones that say that she's living in the Middle Earth, the Hollow Earth. She was sucked down there and she's oh eternally her age in the middle of the Earth, charming the pants off of uh, Hollow Earth aliens right now uh
3: <laughs> yeah but i mean king Kong just went back down there like they would they would have found her yeah right uh,
0: it's, <laughs> it's not aliens but i mean this is a, a big theory it, it's like the people with the birds aren't real shit it's funny to say and people want to Yo! know like, uh...
2: you say you fucking <laughs> say that and that's how you wind up with all these sincere flat earthers okay? are, are you
3: coming at my people mm-hmm. birds are not real
0: I knew I could trigger you with that. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, this is I and I'm I'm out of beer. So like, you're really (sighs) you're out of beer right now. Are you okay? Are you about to sober explain something to me? I know. I wasn't sure how much longer this was going to take. So okay, well, let's just talk about what theories we have. We have all five. Can can we got them? Do you guys write them down? Are we detecting, boys? Huh? Have we been detecting?
2: I formulated my own. I wrote down the correct one. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. Well, let's go. I want to hear everybody's. Le- who wants to start?
2: All right, I'll go. Uh, so, okay. so just following the uh, the breadcrumbs that have been left behind. So, trust fund baby money. Okay. Uh, criminal extraordinaire, right? <laughs> we all agreed that, okay. or at least okay. comfortable with criminal activity. Okay. Okay. And then Rick pulled the uh, the the similarities between her and Richard. Or no, what the fuck's his name? Charles Lindbergh. Uh, And how they could have swapped. I think that's what happened. Okay. I think they traded places at some point. Okay. Because Charles Lindbergh. All right. And Morrow is his wife. She wanted him to fuck out because he ate their baby or something. And all right. and, And George Putnam, he always more, more than looking like he's criticizing her. He looks stressed. Okay. So I don't think he loves her. I think he's under her thumb. So she got him to help her set all this up. Okay. So Charles Lindbergh, they just slapped a wig and fake tits on him and threw him in that plane with Fred. Fred, I don't, I don't know what his deal was. Maybe he was like a criminal or something and they just got him to, to off himself in exchange for money for his family or something. Okay. Amelia falls in love with Ann Morrow. Okay. Okay. And then she transitions, which tracks, okay, transatlantic flight. It's always been there. For her. She's <laughs> always wanted this. You know what I mean? So so in perpetuity until, until her death. She's not going to be public about that. Well, yeah, yeah, she could. I, I mean, not it. not in that time. Yeah. I mean, she would have been too embarrassed. Right. She yeah. Needed to do this. I I see where you're going with this. How right. So it? between her money and, you know, uh, and Charles Lindbergh's fortune. I mean, it, it just it totally lines up for her to just have an awesome, happy, fake penis sex life with Ann Morrow and <laughs> and then die in 1972. Like Charles Lindbergh supposedly did.
0: So when did OK, where did Charles Lindbergh go during this swap?
2: He 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 was tied up and, and in the plane. So he he was Amelia in the plane. Any any oh, so any radio he, contact? It was all pre-recorded. Okay, so he yeah. they swapped
0: before the flight. Like they mm-hmm. swapped like years before, so she could have like a scissor fucking fest with Charles Lindbergh's wife.
2: I bet I bet they were. I bet they were had a, something of an affair prior. I would I would yeah. I would argue. Sure.
0: This is theory number six. I didn't even see this coming. This is coming in from mm-hmm. left field, guys. Mm-hmm. Theory number six: the trans atlantic
2: yeah the the trans -trans transatlantic theory
0: (laughs) you know what you should start like a weird uh reddit forum on this people will lob on and they'll start fucking oh yeah dude i'm
2: i'm firmly kidding but that's just how this shit starts too i mean
0: (laughs) no i know an ironic
2: joke and then everyone's like no but what if
0: yeah (laughs) so i hope i hope that spreads you know what i'm not convinced yet I don't know if we should go back to Celeste with this answer yet, but I mean it's a good theory. <laughs> you know, we got to go back to Celeste, a unified front. So I okay. want to see what Getsy, I want to see what Getsy Boy come has to say
2: here. We just need to make people believe that we believe we solved it. All yeah, right. Exactly. That's the important <laughs> exactly.
0: Point. So let's see what unified front, let's see what we can get from Gets. Maybe he can pull us into a unified front on what how this thing should be solved.
3: Yeah. So I've been trying to I've been trying to do research on uh japanese signal intelligence from the 1930s here in the two minutes while he's been talking about transatlantic flights. okay
2: all right and a little you, more, a little more I'm, I'm sure you're all
3: surprised i i haven't found much in my light <laughs> they didn't keep any
0: they didn't keep any files of like who they captured during the war but they sure they kept the fucking obscure like signals that they were sending to the skies in the thirties. I'm sure that's right. That being heart. said. Email the emperor.
3: I am, I am currently reading through a PDF that is from 19 January, 1945 it is was declassified. So it was at least, I don't know if it was written on January, 1945 or just declassified in January, 1945, but it was titled Japanese radio communications and radio intelligence. I don't know what this stands for, but it says CIN CPOA. It must be. I don't know some branch
0: call call in nautical
3: it was probably a branch of the navy I believe in <laughs> you that you were almost that there. no longer <laughs> that that no longer exists
0: he didn't give me the rest of it
3: <laughs> but essentially it t- it it's a really long pdf so I'm not reading the whole thing but I scrolled down a little bit <clears throat> and some of the images which were included are two almost like cell tower looking um, structures spaced about 500 feet apart and it says that they support low frequency antenna systems. So that already tells me that at at, at least prior to 1945 that if the Navy collected this as um, imagery intelligence that some sort of Japanese radio signals were being broadcasted on the island. So That goes back to where you specifically said Amelia, for some reason, didn't want to switch to low frequency bands. If I had to guess, because, I mean, Lockheed is a huge um, defense contractor in the United States, that they were likely contracting with the military. They hooked some things onto that plane. She was probably a winning accomplice. They said, don't switch down to these because it won't actually work because we just hot swapped it out with our shit to just collect. She flew where she was supposed to fly. That's how she got the support from the government. Cause I don't care who the fuck you're friends with. I don't just say, Hey, I'm not, I might not find this one small Island. You want to just put some boats out there? Cause if I'm the president of the United States, I'll go back and I'll say, no, you want to just fly to a different fucking Island. Like that would be my
0: response. I'm not going to move boats for you. So that's why I think it goes into the theory of you. You know what I'm going to, um, before you continue, I'm going to just going to tell you this. I feel like you're gonna be president one day, and you're gonna to have to say that yeah, to someone. Just yeah. keep going. It and then- feels
2: that way. This is a lot of homework. <laughs> it, this this sounds
0: like I'm I'm in now.
2: Like I okay okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not okay, letting I, I'm not letting go of bottom surgery, Amelia. But I'm in. Well, we'll get yeah. there. Well, and then so there's there's
3: two there's two things that I, I'm unsure of. I don't know if, or do we want to say that the planes were shot down now I don't also know the technology that existed back in 1937 to shoot down a plane but I imagine that it did or that it just went down on its own if I had to guess they took that plane down on purpose and the Japanese went and recovered her and boom that was that
1: mm. and that's
3: where that's where my theory is and I will probably spend um, tomorrow researching Japanese signals intelligence from the 1930s very heavily
2: yeah <laughs> maybe maybe they weren't trying to like shoot her down though maybe that's just how they thought planes land and they were trying to help <laughs> right the
0: japanese at the time. okay what i'm gonna what i'm gonna say about this uh okay a uh, voice i'm gonna start this off like this rj you fucking innovator bro you fucking thought of something i didn't, couldn't even thought of nobody even thought of this yet you're a innovator and i like that about you uh Getz, you're you're the brains of the operation i didn't want to say it earlier but you did you definitely did that you can read better than most of us you probably know how to pronounce all those names i fucked up i'm cool with that uh but what i'm gonna say is occam's razor boys i honestly i think you just fuck it they just crashed like jackasses uh that's where i'm at with i think but since this is where i was at with the starting i think they just crashed and they died but gets actually puts a, a bunch of good spins on the hmm. spy theory and maybe uh, maybe just to like be being serious for a second here maybe uh she didn't did you say that she knew that she was a willing or she was not a willing on this
3: i would say that she was a willing um i i i would think it would be pretty dumb of of anyone to put something on her plane without telling her first because if she was in a situation where it was well where someone was looking at her plane or she flew into a foreign country and someone was snooping, it would be a good idea to tell the Amer- American citizen, Hey, we have something on your plane. You're going to want to make sure that people aren't snooping around your radio.
0: Mm. And I feel like, I feel like you're probably right. Because what I'm thinking now, now that you've actually said this to me is that she had, she was a very goal driven woman. Correct. It, can you guys agree with mm-hmm. me from that story? I just told you. So she really wanted to fly around the world. And I don't think anyone was going to support a woman doing this. Without having Noonan, who is probably actually the spy in this whole thing, being like, "I'm coming with you. I'm bringing my shit, and we'll help you get around. We'll do this."
2: Oh, like her handler, basically the guy who
0: was watching her to make sure she got to be to get the famous part. Everyone would be watching her doing that. And she would just went like, I guess, why not? I get to be, get the thing. And then once I get back to America, I'm set for life. I already was probably set for life, but now uh, mm. I'm done. I'm over it. I don't have to, I can, I flew around the world. I did the thing. Otherwise I wasn't going to be able to do this. So I think you're right. I think she, under her with her brain, with the way she wanted to be uh, the best and the first at all the stuff. She probably looked at this like the lesser of two evils. I'm helping my country. She probably went, I'm helping my country, first of all. And then I got a way to do this. All I have to do is bring Fred with me because I guarantee she probably could have or wanted to do it by herself instead of have a man with her because that would have, in her mind, probably diminished what she did because a man was there at the time. Uh, because she already said that a bunch of times when she took the flight from, the, from New, uh, Newf- or, uh, Newfoundland mm-hmm to scotland the f- or ireland the first time or whatever when she flew with the guys when she just sat in there she said i didn't do it it was all everyone just thinks about the man i just sat there and did jack squat right so she's ai uh, am gonna go with she was probably a fucking spy i'm down now i'm down with that i didn't i'm gonna didn't say go rick with, will need yeah. to
2: be the one to say it though because that was a lot of words with very little being said <laughs> so so my theory is good let him say it otherwise you're gonna start sweating i'm gonna start talking about post-op sex changes so Let's let, let's let him present it to, to Celeste. Yeah, sure. I vote that.
0: Yeah, no, we're not going to, no, for sure. We're not going to fucking put or <laughs> you to talk to Celeste. She's going to yell at us.
3: I wish I, I wish I would have done my homework more on Japanese 1930s radio communications, but I'm unfortunately... that
2: you, you got to wing all these now. That was too good. That's impressive. I actually didn't look up any of this prior that's to good. starting. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I love that. Should we call Celeste or what? Should we get her on the, all right.
1: Banana phone.
3: All right, Celeste. We figured it out.
1: Great.
0: Amelia Earhart was a spy for the Americans. She was spying on the Japanese. That's why she was flying around the world. They replaced part of her. Oh, I'm not doing that. I forgot. She was spy for the uh, spying for the Americans. She was spying on the Japanese. And she crashed in the ocean. And they took her captive. Took her plane. They probably executed her. We're not sure where her body ended up. But she was with the Japanese until her death. That is what happened. We know it for a fact. It's not even uh, debatable anymore. And I hope the some sort of historical society gets onto this podcast, and we can put this bitch to shut bed. Up, Richard, all right,
1: Richard, shut up. Which one of you is responsible for this? Because I know it wasn't him.
2: It was. It was. Uh, it was. It was Gats over there with uh, a good amount of help from me.
1: Good job. That's fucking stupid. I'm gonna tell them she crashed. Good job.
2: That right there is proof that it was a cover up. I have some I have some interesting alternate theories if you ever want to circle back.
1: I'm flattered, but I'm married to the job.
2: I was going to talk about sex change surgery, but all right.
1: Again, flattered. <laughs> flattered that you think I have the structure to pull that off, but oh. I'm married to, I'm I'm married to my genitals.
2: Thank you. Oh, okay, your genitals are your job. <laughs>
1: watch
0: private dicks and i think rj's what come on please go rate us on apple podcasts spotify or anywhere else they take reviews this episode was from last season if you want to catch our current seasons episodes as they're being dropped please go to our mother podcast patreon just go to patreon.com and search up unethical podcast there's a full 16 episode season more of private dicks uncut videos of our discussions and many more things that are getting added all the time unethical podcast has all their stuff there too so go listen to that And if you're already a patron fuck yeah you're the best